This week on This Week in Blurred's Ball. Hot dogs. Armor hot dogs. What kind of man wears armor hot dogs? Welcome to This Week in Blurns Ball. You'll have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel. <laughs> it works. It works it on so many work. levels. It works on so many levels because it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Just like this podcast. I'm your co-host, Ben Bloom. With me, as always, is co-host, executive producer, and Lecrisse hand model, Jacob Morris. Yes. You'll note that this time I'm modeling the blueberry mug. Ooh, blueberry. Whereas I'm drinking from the coffee Führer from Ikea. The coffee Führer. Man, Ikea has such great names for stuff. They do. I mean, like, for the, I'd say the first um, nine months of working from home, I was sitting on the Tobias, which is a wonderful see-through plastic chair. I have irreparable back damage now. Uh, I still like their ladder back birch named Carl. Ah, oh, Carl Carlson. Great origin story when they just retconned him to be Icelandic. Yeah. My, my favorite, favorite Ikea product is Billy the Bookcase. Not because it's such Ooh. a good bookcase, but because it's named Billy. Yeah. I mean, just like all the great Billies out there. Zane. Bishop. The Kid. Bean. The Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We really did not talk enough about the boys. No, we, no, we did fucking not. <laughs> I'm going to have to tag half the words we, keep, we can't say on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tag the podcast as explicit. Yeah, don't be a... Can't say that word. <laughs> cannot say that word. Hey, <laughs> if this is a British podcast, that word's not explicit. Isn't that amazing that you go one ocean away and suddenly you can say that word? Or I guess, you know, if you're over there, you you can't say it, but, you know, they say it anyway with impunity. Man, Carl Urban is such a great genre actor. He really is. I mean, like, completely, like, transforms into Bones McCoy. Like, he, like it's like, it, it was watching The Ghost of DeForest Kelly in those movies. It was like watching The Ghost of DeForest Kelly. And also, he's in Lord of the Rings. He is, because he's from New Zealand. And, you know, just like in Harry Potter, all of the British greats, except for Sir Patrick Stewart and Sir Ian McKellen, were in Harry Potter. Everyone who's anyone in New Zealand, except for possibly Taika Waititi, was in the Lord of the Rings movies. I wouldn't put it past him to have been an orc. Oh, this great. I'm an orc. It's out of rebellion. Lots of rebels. I just noticed the reason why Korg's rebellion failed is because he didn't print enough flyers. Paper defeated rock. Oh, don't even get me started on scissors. <laughs> <laughs> didn't we used to be a baseball podcast? We did, and we have some laughable updates to talk about. Yes, so it was a sticky situation, a mm. hand-sticky situation. Raising. Thank you. <laughs> so, MLB has cracked down hard. Note, following statement is not correct. I believe you mean the previous statement was not correct. Also, yes. Uh, yes, so... Uh, any pitcher caught using a foreign substance on their hands will be banned for 10 games with pay. I, I Go home and think about what you've done. Will I, continue to be paid by, will I continue to be paid by exorbitant salary? Yes. If pitchers just want a couple days off, like, just, you know, just, hey, guys, something on my hands. 
Guess I got to go on vacation. Cabo on three. One, two, three. Cabo. Uh, now, the teams will not be allowed to replace the, uh, the pitcher who is suspended. So they're going to have to be shorthanded. <laughs> Handed. <laughs> Hands. Oh, man. And because, of course, MLB does a half measure midstream to address this shit. Yep. Uh, I mean, the list of bad substances they're cracking down on is extensive. Sunscreen, pine tar, wood glue. Um, the the extra sticky stuff from that episode of Family Guy where Brian and Stewie got stuck together. Yeah, everything. Oh, man. So oh, but, sunscreen, they've been very specific about. You can't load up on sunscreen or wear sunscreen indoors or at night. Well, I mean, again, the sun goes to sleep at night, and we all fear that Helios will not bring it over the horizon again with his chariot the next morning, so we have reason to be fearful. Yes, but can I wear moonscreen? Ooh, you know what? At some point in the future, because the moon does reflect the sun's light, the, the sun's, like, the, the ozone's going to be so thin and the sun's going to be so powerful that the moon will cause moon burn one day. It will. I mean, at which point, you know, the sun will consume us all. <laughs> I, I meant the statue. <laughs> so, but here's the thing. Can't every pitcher just be like, I'm just being, you know, like wary of melanoma. I'm just, just making sure I'm, you know, protected against the sun. Boink. This ball is covered in SPF 50. The ball is wary of melanoma. Yes. Look how white that shit is. <laughs> look at that white ass ball. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I mean, this seems like it's doing too much and not enough at the same time. What? MLB overreacting and not doing enough? That doesn't sound like MLB at all. Pretty sure that's, you know, majorly blowing it is like what the acronym should be. And now we've got Tyler Glasnow blaming it on his blown up arm. Yeah, so I was reading this last night when I was purportedly at work, but I needed a breather, and I'm like, huh, what, what happened with Tyler Glasnow? Because I was watching the Red Sox game, more on the Red Sox later, because it's been like a cocaine tiger of a season for the Red Sox. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about the Red Sox later. Yes, so Tyler Glasnow, he's got a torn UCL, which is the dreaded TJ um, uh, ligament. If we don't say the full name, he won't he won't have to have surgery. So let's just say the initials. He's saying that he won't have surgery. He's going the Shohei route. Ooh, so he's going to get super yoked and charming? Yes. Ooh, because Shohei is yoked and charming. Shohei is so charming. So point being, the day, like, Glasnow, this is his, his take on it. He says after the crackdown, he had to gripped the ball extra hard, phrasing, and he was having trouble spinning it, phrasing, and he said that it led to him, you know, like overexerting his arm to the point that his elbow hurt. It, seriously, like, are we just not using phrasing anymore? We're not using phrasing anymore. Now, I, I doubt the science of that. A UCL injury is a repetitive stress injury, which means he was likely building to this over the course of years. But and again, they did go deep into the postseason last year. Yeah, um, they did go deep into the postseason last year. Last year was a weird year. Mm -hmm. um, but who knows? I mean, the quote, I'm choking the shit out of all my pitches. At that point, <laughs> I just I'm like, guys, call John Benjamin. Like, like, this is over. <laughs> call H. John Benjamin. Somebody yeah. say phrasing. Somebody say phrasing. Said Ripley to the android bishop, damn it! <laughs> so, that's the, so right away, the first casualty of the crackdown. Again, really hope Tyler Glasnow feels better. Again, this is the dude that had Pharma Bro in his locker to rile him up like Drago's picture on the mirror of Rocky IV. Drago! <laughs> so you really hope the guy's okay. 
is this the pitchers like like trying to like say guys like let's have a codified set of doctored substances yeah i mean i think like we talked about this last week probably just a codified set of what's okay and what's not Mm -hmm. is is what we should go with and I don't get sunscreen. Sunscreen really seems like a doctor rig substance rather than a grippy, grippy substance. Yeah, I mean, we both played baseball. We've both been outdoors in like the 35 and humidity heat of the Southern Ontario summers. We're wearing sunscreen because we're, we're smart about our health. It runs, it gets all goopy. It doesn't get sticky. It's more viscous than anything. Now, what I have heard is that you go sunscreen rosin Oh, and that creates sticky. That creates super <laughs> sticky. That creates sticky. That's the name of this episode. Yes, it is. Uh, that creates like a super tack. All right. So, okay. That makes sense. Although from what you told me about rosin, that shit's sticky to begin with, but I guess oh, yeah, that shit is sticky. So again, we're dealing with, you know, like, sort of a a gradation of how sticky can you get it also if you've been doing something for your entire professional life and suddenly you're told this thing that you know was not expressly illegal not in no guilty sin is now being cracked down on man we keep coming back to not in no guilty sin well i actually have a, a segue into that as well so that's gonna inevitably impact you know the output on the on the on the field and with a lot there could be a union grievance honestly i could see that yeah that the that the league has unilaterally changed the rule in the middle of the season mm-hmm. and again like you know having everyone i don't think they have unilaterally changed the rule i think they've just started enforcing a rule but you can argue anything <laughs> you could argue anything but I think in this case, the league is in the right because the rule does say no foreign substances on baseballs. Yeah, but town charter also says all ducks must wear long pants. Well, I'll be John long pants. But speaking of... We must follow the rule of law. 17th (laughs) century law. But speaking of not in a guilty sense, Alex Cora coming out ahead of this thing and telling the, the Red Sox pitchers, guys, being suspended sucks. I was there. It was not fun. You feel like shit. Just play ball. You know, pun not intended. And, you know, we can get through this. Like, and again, he talked about how embarrassing it was to be banned for a year. Like, and every single away broadcast I've seen of the Red Sox, suspension comes up. It's And again, he didn't do one of the serious crimes. <laughs> he did the stupid crime. He did purportedly. The, he, he did the cheating crime purportedly. Yes. But man, the Red Sox still on a heater. Still on a heater, some fucking how, because Baby Yoda is terrorizing them like a like a can of fish eggs. I think it has to do with them uh, riding that laundry cart. It, it, the laundry cart is the greatest contribution to home run celebration since the San Diego Super Chain. Yeah. Uh, now, I must say, the Jays are 4-3 and three against the Red Sox. All three losses have come on Rafael Delis blown saves in the ninth inning. As soon as they brought him in, I was like, Jason Sudeikis, Devlin. <laughs> I mean, it's like, bring him in. It's like they had, uh, who's the other guy warming up in the bullpen? Um, Jordan the Romano? Canadian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Jordan Romano's furniture. Um, Jordan's furniture, for those of you who watch the Nesson broadcasts. <laughs> so you have Romano. I'm like, fuck, he's good. And I think he's Canadian. And then you have Delise, who all he does is give up dingers. Yeah. And again, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I mean, he's lobbing in meatballs and, you know, the Jays bullpen will be the death of them this year. They, <laughs> they cannot waste this season because of, how, and they've still got Springer to come back who, by the way, started a rehab assignment in Buffalo yesterday in Buffalo or in Trenton <laughs> with the Buffalo Trenton Thunder Bison. Also, they should keep the name Thunder Bison. 
yeah, that's a great name. Like the Oklahoma City basketball team should be the Thunder Bison. I mean, it works so well with the fact that they're in Oklahoma City. And their mascot is a bison. Yeah. Uh, speaking of basketball, according to Sportsnet insider Michael Grange, the NBA is looking at expanding by two teams to Seattle and Las Vegas. Wow. I mean, say what you will about Michael Grange, but Vegas is going to be the best sports city in America. But it already was because you could gamble on sports there always. Yes. But, like, it'll be an event. To, can you imagine seeing an NBA game in Vegas? Holy seeing a hockey game in Vegas is awesome. Could you imagine a, a basketball game in Vegas? Could you imagine seeing a football game in Vegas? I mean, not just because Guy Fieri does all the food at the Vegas stadium, but yeah. mostly because Guy Fieri does the food at the Vegas stadium. Holy shit, that, that would be awesome. I mean, have you ever been to Vegas? I have been to Vegas. Oh, shit. It's a fun I, town. That is good to know. I, I've never been. <laughs> Road trip? Road trip to Vegas. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the Red Sox, they have no reason winning the games that they win. I mean, even last night, they're playing Atlanta. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll score five runs. Nope, Atlanta tied it. We'll score seven runs. Atlanta ties it. And then he's not Mookie Betts. He's not Mookie Betts. He's not Mookie Betts. Alex Verdugo launches a go-ahead three-run home run and just runs around the bases like Maximus. Are you not entertained? Man, where do the Red Sox keep finding these outfielders? Dude, I don't know, but Marwin Gonzalez breaking the sabermetric internet by bunting on an 0-2 count and advancing the runners. Don't like do chain. it! He did it, though. He did it, and it worked. And Cora was amped in the dugout. Like He was more excited about the bunt than he was the home run. Yeah. Now, the Red Sox are fun this year. I'm not I'm not going to deny that. Uh, yes. The Blue Jays can score like crazy. Uh 18 runs, nine home runs at Fenway. Yeah, that was insane. And then they don't score a single run the next night except for Baby Yoda. Yeah. Oh man. He's so fucking good. He's in the triple crown conversation. Oh, yeah. And it's fair to actually talk about it now because we're in mid-June. Yeah. Uh, first in the league in home runs, first in the league in RBIs, second in batting average. Who's ahead of him in, in average? Uh, I'll, 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 yeah. I'll you look start. that up. Well, I look up the uh, all-star voting. Oh, Nick Castellanos of the Kinsianati Reds. Huh. 351 compared to Baby Otis 345. Wait, is he, in, is he leading the American League? Yeah, because not quite a Blue Jay Michael Brantley is behind him at 340. Huh. So, he actually is leading the AL Triple Crown right now. Fuck. That's insane. I mean, is it though? Everything that was like first prophesied about Vladdy Jr. is coming to fruition. Like, everyone goes through a second year dip, and then he like recommitted and... He's showing he's showing up in the first half of this season. Yeah. Um, so Vladdy got 51% of all votes cast for AL first baseman. That seems low. And that's that's more votes than anyone at any position in the majors, uh, receiving over 900,000 votes in the first week. Because he's awesome and deserving of that. Yeah. Uh his his uh, right side of the infield partner, Marcus Semien, also leads uh, voting at second base for the AL. Fuck, he is dangerously good. Like, yeah. How? Like, I mean, that's like the classic Oakland thing. It's like a guy leaves Oakland and suddenly he's like uh, incandescently star powered. Semien somehow has never been an All Star. You know what? I can see that. You, you get lost in in the Coliseum, and you know, no one stays up that late. And but like, we, there's got to be one guy from every team. And how was it not Marcus Semien when he was third in MVP voting in 2019? Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, um, probably a couple. Oh, Sean Manaya, probably like they 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 worked him in as a pitcher. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, like Oakland always has like like enough good guys. Yeah, like Chapman was like a mainstay All Star, and then that kind of overshadows Seaman. Yeah, that's fair. But no, he has. He has been tearing it up this year, uh, especially his month of May, and he's continued it into June. He's been ripping the cover off the ball. Mm-hmm. 
but only two RBI back of Baby Yoda is Carita Devers, 54 RBI by mid-June. Not bad for someone who struggled with strikeouts for a while. Yeah, uh, he has turned it around this year. His his strikeout-to-walk ratio is way better. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's He's controlling the zone much better, and he's cashing in on those opportunities that he's got. He's still a freaking Tasmanian devil at third base. It's probably going to be awesome or head-scratching, but I'm okay with that. It's the hot quarter. I mean, uh, you'll you'll see some some questionable, shall we say, plays. Yes. <laughs> but meanwhile, the overall home run race, like you got Vladdy Jr. with 22, Tatis Jr. with 20, and remember Matt Olson? Vaguely. Acuna Jr., Shohei, all tied with 18 homers. This is a fun home run. And for a year of the pitcher, there's some big power going on. I think now that pitchers aren't allowed to, you know. Sticky finger the ball. We're going to see more home runs. Yep. I think there is an outside shot at somebody hitting 60 this year. And you have a ton of people who can conceivably do it. And none of them play for Colorado, which means it'll be a real record. <laughs> oh, the bo- Broad Street Bombers. Oh, man. Speaking of Bombers, any idea what's going on with the Yankees? They can't play defense. They ain't got no legs. They're like Lieutenant Dan out there. I mean, that's what happens when you play Runet Odor every day at second base. Nah. Yeah, talk about a punch out. <laughs> Most famous for getting knocked out in October and punching a guy. Yeah. So, and for having a brother with the same name as him. Yeah. Which, again, cool name. Have more people with it. <laughs> but yeah, the Yankees, are, <laughs> the Yankees are eight back of first place Tampa Bay. What's going to happen to Tampa with Glasnow out for the foreseeable future? I mean, that severely weakens their staff. But as we all know, they'll just call up some guy nobody's ever heard of from AAA, and he'll be dominant. Hell Hydra. Hell Hydra, cut off one head and two more shall take its place. I think I've actually figured out the secret. Do you know who Tampa's AAA team is? The Bulls. The Durham Bulls. Every single pitching prospect is new Glalouche. And every single undiscovered gem of a hitter is Crash Davis. Yeah. They've got it figured out. Plus, they sacrifice chickens. <laughs> that's that's the system. They have figured it out. <laughs> they really have. Oh man! It is here. What a stake! <laughs> Anything flying that far that fast should have a flight attendant on it. <laughs> oh man! Speaking of. Fun things that happened in the world. Wrigley Field reopened to full capacity, and Bill Murray went batshit crazy inside. Of course, if Bill Murray could go to Wrigley Field, Bill Murray was going to Bill Murray at Wrigley Field. Also, if anybody touched that beer snake, you should not be worried about getting the vaccine. Yeah, I mean, herpes, yes. (laughs) Or it's a Chicago extra resistant type of herpes there, fella. <laughs> it's funny that Wisconsin has more Chicago than Chicago. Yeah. But yeah, so fucking Wrigley Field looks like Lollapalooza in the best way possible. And Bill Murray just like cursing over the loudspeakers. We gotta scare these fucking Cardinals! <sighs> Man, Bill Murray is the patron saint of Wrigley Field. He really is. And that's a place that used to have Harry Carey and actual real baseball players like Ernie Banks and Bernie Jenkins. Yeah, but only one of them was in the clubhouse when the Cubs won the World Series. Yeah, well, Ernie Banks was dead, you jerk. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I'm pretty sure Harry Carey was too. I'm never dead. I'm just floating in the ether. (laughs) <laughs> oh man and the best is is listening to joe buck call a cubs game because you can hear like everyone's on like hey jackie boy what you doing go back to missouri 
the open-air open broadcast booth at Wrigley is just beautiful. It really is amazing. And, oh, man. And, and, and then whenever they just have Bill Murray on for, like, a full inning, not just a half inning, like, the full inning, he stays through the commercial break. Yeah. Uh, Bill Come Murray. on! Beat that out! <laughs> so good. But, yeah, so full capacity Wrigley you last night had full capacity Dodger Stadium and Mookie goes full Mookie because he is Mookie Betts. He is Mookie Betts. He is Mookie Betts. Yeah. Mookie go Mookie. Mookie go Mookie. <laughs> Just I'm scrolling up, scrolling up the standings now. Dodgers are a game back of San Francisco, but you know, San Francisco has Mike freaking Yastrzemski. Mike Yastrzemski. Mike, it really doesn't have the same ring. No, it, it doesn't. But he did hit a grand slam into McCovey Cove last night. He has some of the same uh, je ne sais quoi as his uncle? Grandfather. Granddad. Okay. I knew there was a relation. I wasn't sure what. No, no, that's fair. Like There was a couple of years ago when Mike first broke in. Uh, interleague, the Giants came to Fenway. And yeah, that Carl- was cool. Throughout the first page to Mike, and then Mike hits a home run, and the fans cheered because, you know. Yeah. Also, in a city like Boston, that they know how to pronounce every single, like, Polish, Dominican, Japanese last name, maybe it's not so bad. They're still pretty racist. Yeah, yeah, there's still some objectively bad shit. (laughs) Yep. Remember Um, when David Price got in a fight with Dennis Eckersley? That, I, again, I'm, I'm on Price's side for that. Exit, I'm on Price's exit, side exit for that. Them. Yeah. Get well soon, Jerry Remy. We miss you, buddy. But yeah, exit dum dum. Yeah. Yeah. You know, although he is famous for, get, for, for being somehow both a Hall of Fame closer and for giving up massive home runs. Yeah. Man. Stuff can be two things. Stuff can be two things. He's he's part of one of the greatest moments in Blue Jays franchise history. And also Dodgers franchise history. <laughs> yep. In a year that seemed impossible, the improbable has happened. And there's a beach ball on the field. <laughs> oh, Vin Scully. So I, miss good. Vin, I miss Vin Scully. I do too. <laughs> they should have had him back for the for the Dodger Stadium reopening game. Was he there as a fan? Like, was he sitting behind home plate with Mary Hart? Because Mary Hart goes to every home game and sits behind home plate. Probably. But they should have had him back at the broadcast booth. Although Joe Davis, great broadcaster. Great broadcaster. And you know what? I doubted him at first, but he is a, a stunning successor to Vin. Oh, absolutely. I think I think a while ago, like when he first got the job, I think like Jay and Dan interviewed him. And it was one of the more fun interviews I listened to. Like, yeah. I miss Jay and Dan. Oh, man. Hope Dan's okay. Yeah. Uh, he was he was going through some stuff last yeah. week. Uh... And again, like, we all go through shit. And, like, you, you feel for the guy. You hope everyone's okay, like, himself included. But, I mean, like, they were, like, the perfect pairing. Like, like every, like, every crazy wackadoodle needs a straight man. Yeah. They were, and it's weird just seeing Jay on his own on Sports Center now. Yeah, I mean, like he needs someone to bounce shit off of. Like that's why his Much Music show. Actually, my aunt was was part of that when he tried to get his Much Music show going, but he needed someone to bounce it off of. Jay having a Much Music show? Oh man, it was going to be like <sighs> the scoop, but for Canadian TV. And again, he's he's winger esque. Okay, I see it. Yeah, Un- unlike with Tim and Sid, which has improved since Sid left. <laughs> oh man! I, 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 Turns I, I, out I, we only needed Tim. Tim's a great dude. I mean, like, only have nice things to say about Tim. I, I, I never, I never met Sid, but again, I, I hear nice things. But man, last night, him, Don, uh, Donovan Bennett, and Dan Schulman, I'm like, just inject this into my veins. This is the greatest thing ever, especially. With, you know, Shulman and uh, uh, Bennett going full Western Mustangs and Tim just being like, I hate you all so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, Dan Shulman, like, 
Yes, of course, I'm grouchy whenever I try and watch Jay's Red Sox and MLB TV does the local market blackout. But I you get Dan Shulman. Yeah, so I'm not actually losing out. You know, voice of God. Voice of God. His kid's a good ball player, too. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, no, it's sure it was one indoor winter softball game, but fuck, he could hit. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so Jays are playing the Yankees right now. The Red Sox are in Atlanta. And it's the All-Star game in a couple weeks. Where is this season gone? This is crazy, man. I mean, no All-Star game last year. We've, we've had, like, you know, like, uh, three-card Monty with where the game's going to be this year. I want yeah. to see Vlad Jr. hit 100 home runs in the Derby. <laughs> yeah, if it was wiffle ball, he'd have a shot at that. He hit 92 in ni- 2019. Oh, cumulative. I thought yeah. he one round. I, I mean, how many did Josh Hamilton hit in his big year at Yankee Stadium? Like 26? Well, that was like one round. Or that was, was that one four? round, which Vlad broke. Yes. Man. And plus, in Colorado, and you know they're not going to fuck with the balls for the no, derby. No, they're using the juiced balls for the derby. Yeah, it's like... Just, Those are just flying into the night. <laughs> oh, man. Who, who pitched to Vladdy uh, during the last derby? Uh, uh, Schneiderman, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I, for some reason, I thought Luis Rivera, but was Rivera a pitcher back in the day or middle no, infielder? No, I think he was an infielder. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean... You know we're getting deep into the season when ESPN is coming out with, you know... What each team needs at the trade deadline. The Toronto Blue Jays, pitching. Uh, Boston Red Sox, pitching. pitching. The Toronto Blue Jays, bullpen. Uh, Although, I would like to see the Jays go out and get Max Scherzer. But I want the Red Sox to get Max Scherzer, which means he's going to the Yankees. Fucking Yankees. Fucking Yankees, man. I mean, the good thing with bullpen arms is that they're relatively cheap, and if you just get guys who are hot... You could completely rebuild your bullpen, a la the Oakland A's of the every year since 2001. Um, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, you, you've got a lot of quality players on shit teams that are going to start selling off. So, yeah. And Oakland, they're, 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 in, they're in a tight fight with Houston in the West. Do the Angels start selling off assets? No, because ownership no, is stubborn. Yeah. yeah, but there are a lot of quality players on bad teams and a lot of quality relievers on bad teams mm-hmm. uh, who are going to start moving. But I think the Jays probably one starter and three relievers away from being a serious contender. And then I kind of look at their September schedule and I say, oh, man, it's September. They play nobody except Baltimore and Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Detroit really sucks you know what by the time uh, September rolls around you very well could be able to go to Detroit and watch the Blue Jays play at a full capacity stadium in a city with killer food and awesome microbreweries I could also go to Buffalo and watch the Blue Jays play in a full capacity stadium in a city with killer food and great microbreweries how did we Canada get it so wrong? Why can't we have good food and nice microbreweries? Well, I mean, we do. They're just closed. Uh, and I mean, who knows? The way cases are trending, Ontario is on track to have 80% fully vaccinated by the end of July. Uh, they came out with the, the reopening plan for elite sport. Um, who the fuck knows? Like, <laughs> and maybe, the, they'll be, maybe they'll be in Toronto in September. I doubt it. But who the fuck knows? Yeah. I mean, they're bringing back the CFL. Pause for one person to say, yay. Yay. Scruffy knows. Scruffy don't care. (laughs) Scruffy going by the way he lived. (laughs) Just just do a bubble in Saskatchewan. Boom. Problem solved. (laughs) Oh, man. Now now you've got me looking at the Red Sox end of season schedule. So lots of games against Cleveland. Oh, too many Tampa Bay games for my liking. Um, Baltimore, Seattle, <laughs> Seattle. 
the Nye Mets and the Nye Yankees. Yeah, Boston's Shit. got it tough at the end of the season. Like, they're going to have to really uh, put together a nice lead to, to run it out. But August, I mean, Detroit, Toronto, Tampa, Baltimore, New York, Texas, Minnesota. Yeah, no, it's going to get like objectively more difficult for the Red Sox after Jesus Christ. Look at the second half of July after the All-Star break for the Red Sox. Four Yankee games, three Blue Jays games. Four Yankee games, four Blue Jays games, three Tampa games. Fuck that. It's going to be tough. 21 and 0, calling it right now. <laughs> Jesus fuck. I mean, who who made the schedule? Like a room full of monkeys with typewriters and Yankee hats? It was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. I asked for Shakespeare, you monkeys. <laughs> Charles Dickens. <laughs> oh, man. But was that all the baseball stuff that happened in the world? You know, like super entertaining batshit crazy Jays series. Um, sticky stuff. Bill Murray. Oh, the Cubs debuted, debuted their uh, Wrigleyville Uniwatch jerseys against the Cardinals' baby blues. Yeah, that was that was rough to watch. Oh, Uniwatch, we have the City Connect jerseys for the Diamondbacks, who aren't actually a city. They're a state. And they're not actually, and they're not actually, you know, a team. They're Las Serpientes. The Snakes. Yes. And it once again goes to show that bright yellow was the wrong choice for the Red Sox. What the fuck? Every other team looks amazing. Like, again, sand, snake letters with the actual snake forming the letters. That poor snake, if it had any bones, they'd all be like twisted and broken. You know, snakes have bones, right? Sure they do, Lisa. Sure they do. <laughs> Again, gorgeous looking uni makes sense with their color scheme because, you know, like the tan sandy gold was always an accent color yeah. in their most recent iteration of the unis. And plus, in their first go round, their home pinstripes were like a tan gold with the teal and green. Which Oh, yeah, I forgot to- about that uniform. I think I owned that jersey in the 90s because, you know, it was like a novelty and it was shiny and, you know. The Randy Randy Johnson, Johnson, Kurt Schilling, back before we knew what a douche Kurt Schilling was. Yeah, and back before we knew that Randy Johnson beat up Ned Flanders in that episode of The Simpsons. (laughs) You want a bear? They come in boxes of 60. Um, Just one? We're going to have a problem, pal. Just bends over. (laughs) Man, he was awesome. <laughs> and then he just disappeared because that's what he wanted to do. Yeah. Won 350 games and then vanished. And he didn't join QAnon. <laughs> or robbed the state of Rhode Island of like $50 million. Rhode Island doesn't have $50 million to rob. I know. That's why they write such huge speeding tickets. You're going wicked fast, bud. <laughs> Oh, and so yeah, Arizona Diamondbacks know how to city connect. Chicago Cubs know how to city connect. Chicago White Sox, fuck, just make those your full time uniforms. Yeah, seriously. Holy shit, Miami Marlins, same thing. Same thing. Yeah, Miami Marlins just become the Miami Sugar Kings. Yes, I mean, again, Marlins aren't as fun as swordfish anyway. Or is yeah. it the other way around? I don't. Uh, aren't aren't Marlins just a very specific type of swordfish? Probably. I don't know. I'm not a fishematologist. Oh. I don't know, Randy. But again, you know what the Red Sox could have and should have done? A green monster themed jersey. No, the wall or the mascot? Both. Fuzzy little orange bits coming out of the hats. <laughs> and just again, you have like the iconic Fenway lettering. You have the numbers as like placards on yeah. the jersey. I mean, you give it like a textured look and, you know, you bring in some crazy ass socks and you don't wear fucking yellow. No, because you're the red socks. Yeah. Here's a thought. They could have worn red. Ooh. They never wear red, ever. They wear navy blue. 
They wear white with a little bit of red trim. No, they have the, the red softball tops that they wore for home Friday games and whatever the team's on a hot streak. Yeah, but like, they fine. They very wear, rarely wear red. I mean, they could they, they could have easily gone with the 1970s Cleveland Captain Caveman look of the full red. Yeah. Everything red except the socks. What? <laughs> Everything red except for wearing white socks. Wait, what now? Wait, hold up. <laughs> What are the what are the white socks doing? They're wearing red. Fact, they did wear red. <laughs> man, the red, white, and blue white socks. Oh man, the beach towels. <laughs> Good look, but Great weird. Look. And Minnie Minoso, like back in the day, he wore like pretty much like the modern uni, but with red accents on it. Yeah, that was a good look. Yeah. Oh, baseball's weird, but we love it. <laughs> Baseball is weird. Speaking of weird, Simpsorama episode of the week? Simpsorama episode of the week. You got one in mind? Sit perfectly still. Only I may dance. <laughs> do, 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 do. I didn't do it. Do, 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 do. I didn't do it. So Bart gets famous. Season five episode where he escapes from the box factory and ends up as you turned my boy into a box, a box. Marge, I have some terrible, horrible news about the boy. Hey, Homer. Hmm? (laughs) Wait, I'm on TV. My goal is to be repetitive. My goal is to be repetitive. I'm going to go out there and say the exact same thing all over again. The exact same thing all over again. The exact same thing all over again. <laughs> Is there any candy in these boxes? No, these boxes just ship nails. What's that over there? Oh, that's uh, Channel 6 Studios where they film Krusty the Clown and other non-box-related programming. <laughs> but yeah, it was, a, it was a nice Bart episode when the show was starting to fully embrace its Homerish, Homerism. And again, Homer had the scene stealing. You have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel. Yeah. Oh, How about you? What you got? <laughs> I have chosen the classic. The one and only. Please. Please. Yes, 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 yes. Where nothing could possibly go wrong. Oh. Itchy and Itchy scratchy, and scratchy land. land. Oh, man. Come to the park. My children need a wine. <laughs> oh, Bort? Man. Oh, come on. Mommy, <laughs> mommy, can I get a license plate? No, Bort. Come on, let's go. Were you talking to me? No, my son is also named Bort. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. I just want to be thrown into a hole. You heard us go in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't appreciate that until I saw Westworld so many years later. And Mouse said cheese. <laughs> it's agreed. If this family vacation isn't good, we disband the family and join other families. Agreed. <laughs> family, this was the best vacation we've ever had. Now let us never speak of it ever again. <laughs> Who wants to take the shortcut? <laughs> Marge Simpson, your balder, fatter son, is in... Oh, there's disgruntled goat, Klu Klux Klam. <laughs> oh my god. I forgot about Klu Klux Klam. <laughs> I like disgruntled. Ah, disgruntled goat had his moments. Oh my god. What a great episode. And again, that introduced us to original Yul Brynner Westworld. Arguably the superior Westworld, because man. HBO Westworld went off the rails. I'll have to take your word for it. Amazingly, for a show with both Ed Harris and um, Jeffrey Wright, I didn't watch it. Season one, phenomenal. Season two, okay. Season three, what the fuck? Well, you know they made a sequel to the actual like Westworld, the old Brenner movie. It was called like Space World. Wait, what? Yeah, no, I- I'm not even joking. Like there was a sequel to the movie Westworld. I need to see this. I'm going to Google it now just to make sure. Oh, Westwood. No, Westworld, you asshole. <laughs> yep, so cool 
Yul Brenner poster with him turning into a robot. Which Future is, World. It was called Future, Future World. World. Yes. Which, okay, Peter Fonda. But hey, Yul Brenner shows up eventually. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Blythe Danner was in it. Gwyneth Paltrow's mother. <laughs> yeah. Crichton wasn't involved, though. Yeah, he was too busy imagining a world where dinosaurs came to life. He calls it Billy and the Clonosaurus. No! <laughs> of whose reaction to that? Where they do the time lapse. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I mean, what is it with Michael Crichton and amusement parks? I think he had a bad experience at one once. Yeah. Turkey Lake came back to life. Just like the plot of Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> Good times. Yeah, no. Itchy and Scratchy Land, I think, is my favorite Simpsons episode. That is a great one to have as a favorite. <laughs> yeah. Either that or Cape... It... Man, it's hard to pick. But there's Itchy and Scratchy Land, mm-hmm. Cape Fear. You only move twice. You only move twice. Mars versus the monorail. Oh yeah, all all great ones. Um, oh, Homer and Camp Crusty. Camp Crusty. Homer versus the Eighteenth Amendment is a personal favorite of mine. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Catapult. <laughs> oh man, other other great ones. Uh, the way we was just because like it's like so like iconic and timeless. English. It's not like I can go into England. <laughs> Homer goes to college. Wait a minute. That wasn't the wallet inspector. I am so smart. I am so smart. SMRT. I mean, SMRT. Homer at bat. Oh, yeah, well, of course. Yeah, like the, the re- one of the reasons we do this podcast, that and a Leela of her own. <laughs> oh, man. Good news, everyone. We're near the end of the podcast. Terrible news, everyone. We're at the end of the podcast. Well done, Universe B Farnsworth. <laughs> but good news, everyone. If you liked this podcast, there's plenty more episodes. Like the fighting mongooses. <laughs> uh, so you can follow us on... Uh, no, wait. That's the wrong thing to go to right now. No. Go to every single one of the podcasters in existence if you want to listen to us and subscribe. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Twitcher, and Itcher. Mm, itcher. We want a okay. pitcher, not a belly itcher? We want a batter and not a broken ladder. <laughs> yes. Uh, and if you really enjoyed this podcast, you should give us a five-star rating and review to tell us how good we are. It also helps other people find this podcast. If you didn't enjoy this podcast, you can fuck right off. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what that's what a you know that's what a unfunded podcast needs to do: alienate listeners. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but seriously, we hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, please love us. Please love us. Uh, if you really enjoyed this podcast, you can follow us on social media. We're at TWI Blurnsball on Twitter and Instagram. We're this week at Blurnsball on Facebook. And if you enjoyed us, that's Ben and myself. You can follow Ben on Twitter and Instagram. He's at Benjamin K. Bloom. Or you can follow myself. I'm Jacob, in case you've forgotten my name already. Uh, I'm at JMS Morris on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want cute puppy content, there's podcast mascot, Ampersand the Puppy. He's at Ampersand the Puppy, only on Instagram. And he's a puppy. (laughs) He is puppy. He's a big puppy now. He's 50 pounds. Holy shit, he is horse puppy. This giant puppy will destroy us all. (laughs) Oh, uh, we get so much mileage. And I want to welcome our new puppy overlords. Yes, that's right. We welcome the puppy overlord. <laughs> oh, man. So we've got a full whack of games to watch this week. We've got all-star voting come up. If you have a favorite player, vote them into the all-star game, unless you cheer for the Yankees or Astros. Then the, the voting's over. Go home. That's it. The voting's over. Go home. Also, remember, you could vote both on the MLB uh, ballpark app and... By uh, searching for MLB All-Star Game on Google. And remember, you can't do any write-in votes, so you can't do any Moses live prank calls. <laughs> uh, you can do write-in votes, actually. 
Really? So, so I'm going to go cast my vote for Hugh Jass. I'm going to go vote for Icy Wiener. Ah, <laughs> oh, crud. One time is funny, but every week for the past two years. <laughs> All right, everybody. <laughs> so this is this has been a fun episode, folks. Uh, fun Absolutely. and informative. We call that infotainment. We originated that, not Tim and Sid. And if they don't like that, they don't exist anymore. So they can't do anything about it. No, they can still find us and kneecap us. Oh, yeah. Like like that tennis player. No, wait. The tennis player got stabbed. Like that figure skater. Yeah, Jeff Galuli. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> so we'll talk about ending on a high note. <laughs> for all of us here at This Week of Florence Ball, I'm Jacob Morris. I'm Ben Bloom. Thank you so much for joining us. Farewell from the world of tomorrow. Coming up next week on This Week in Learns Ball. So what do we put on our armor hot dogs? <sighs> spicy peppers. Ooh, I do like spicy peppers. Um, for me, I like them classic, you know, like mustard, onion, sauerkraut. Ooh, talking like a Chicago dog. Uh, no, the Chicago dog has tomato, which I've never been a fan of, but it does have the sport pepper and the celery salt. The celery salt is key. The celery salt is key. I do like me a good Chicago dog. Have you ever and had especially the, the soft bun with the poppy seeds on it? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes, the poppy seed buns are always superior. Have you ever had like crispy jalapenos on a hot dog? Gives it a little bit extra crunch. I have not, but that sounds incredibly tasty. Oh, it really is, and you can do crispy onions too. But again, I like like the the, the, the sweated caramelized onions with the crunchy peppers. Just to get, it gives a good uh, flavor contrast. And that's all right here, right now, on So I Represent the Aesthetic Guy Fieta. You are in violation of several trademarks. <laughs>